Welcome to Cake and Kombucha Holiday mini episode. I guess this is just a slice of cake and a sip of kombucha. I am sitting here in Texas because everything's bestest in Texas in Dallas. Do you hear that? It's the sound of silence. Yes, I am in a real house, you guys. It's got four walls. Nothing's exploding. It keeps the elements out. No water squirting anywhere. I'm at my sister's house in Dallas. So what's happening right now is we as a family are going to visit her husband's family. So I'm going to visit my brother-in-law's family. They live as far away as you could, almost as far away as you could possibly go. So they live in Mauritius. Mauritius is an island off the coast of Africa, off the southern tip. Um, it's near the other French département d'outre-mer, overseas departments, like ex-colonies of France, the Seychelles, which may be more familiar sounding because that's like more of a vacation spot that Americans have heard of, and La Réunion. There's a bar in Midtown called Réunion, and it's uh, it's like a surf bar. Mm, it's just it's a fun fact. Their food is actually pretty good, and their drinks are fun. So right now I'm pulling an all-nighter, or I'm going to attempt to. It's 3.26 a.m. Our flight tomorrow is at 11.30 a.m. So my idea is I want to stay up all night and then get on the plane, and our flight is 14 hours. Then we go to Dubai for a 24-hour layover. So we're going to get out in Dubai. It's going to be 11 a.m. So what I want to do is um, I want to stay up all night here, then I want to sleep on the plane, and then I want to wake up and be in another country and ready to go like, hello world, you're gonna make it after all, because I hate being like super jet lag, like I I have a thing where I'll fall asleep, I'm, I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not a narcoleptic, but if you put me in a moving vehicle, like if you put me in a bus, a train, a plane, I just conk out like that, and I've done it on tour buses in new places where I really, really wanted to be present and I couldn't. Like you could take me to the lost city. Aquaman could take me to the lost city of Atlantis. We could go to Pompeii. You could take me to outer, Marvin the Martian could take me to outer space. And if I have not slept, I'm just going to fall asleep. I'm going to be looking out the window and I'm going to be like, (sighs) so I don't want that to happen. So I'm trying to stay awake. I don't know if I can do it though. I mean, I can't. I've pulled all-nighters before. But the other thing to contend with is I'm just getting cranky now. Like, part of sleep is for your attitude, right? I don't know if this is healthy psychologically. It's, isn't, it's Sleep deprivation is a form of torture, right? Okay, we'll circle back to that. But just quickly wanted to hop in. Um, I don't really have current events for you guys. I just wanted to talk about some fun Christmas memories and then probably sign off and... Let's just have a chill week and and talk to you the week after that. You guys, I'm so like high off lack of sleep right now that I just said, I, I, I recorded over it, but I said, first fun Chris, uh, what did I say? Christmas memory. And then it just basically set me on this tangent of wondering why we don't say the T in Christmas because it's like Christ mass, isn't it? Or like Christmas, like I don't. Why don't we say the T? It's only for Christ. 
It's not for Kris Kringle, like like the media would have you believe, because Santa Claus ain't real. All right. Anyway, so my first fun Christmas memory is that Christmas used to scare me. Let me explain. So I was a strange, um, obsessive child. So if you tell me one thing, I run with it. I just developed my own little theories on things. They went unchecked. They made me upset. So we grew up Catholic. We were raised Catholic. And I, I, for some reason, just thought that like, okay, so Jesus is born in December, right? But he dies in April. He dies in April, is resurrected. If you're Catholic, Easter is the most important holiday. It's the foundation of everything that Jesus died and was resurrected for your sins. So we do like the whole, you know, I knew by heart, you know, like Jesus dies and he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I just, we have the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So the Son is is the human form of God and which is Jesus. And so I was just like, he's this man and he died for no reason. And he was born in December. And then he, we're celebrating that he was born and we have all these songs, but then he just dies in April. Like he only lived a couple months. This cute little baby in the creche only lives a couple months. And it just made me feel like morose, like the sense of foreboding, like we were celebrating this this thing that that didn't really turn out, it didn't really work out well for him. Like a couple months later, like that's the way I interpret it. I don't know why. Um, I, if you think that's weird, I won't be offended. It's probably weird. Did anyone else ever feel anything like that? I just feel like religion can be so heavy and like you tell kids these things and they're just, it's so above their heads and you're just like, I don't know. I, I felt like the overwhelming, you know, like the overbearing, you know, the thing that stayed with me is just like Christmas songs in minor keys, like God rest ye merry gentlemen. I, I thought that was like, kind of like creepy sounding or like, what child is this laid to rest? It just sounded all like, ooh, like, I, I don't know. I, I was creeped out by it. Okay, so that's, that was weird and perhaps too much information for you, but I still loved Christmas. I still liked getting presents. I think as an adult, I like Thanksgiving better because it's more budget friendly and you just get stressed out and you get bogged down by the obligation sometimes of all the things you have to get. But Thanksgiving is just about grubbing and who don't love just getting the itis with people that you care about and playing black card revoked. That's what we've been doing recently. It's a lot of fun. So Christmas though, when I was younger, I have some great Christmas memories. So a favorite year, um, was one where we woke up and I know I was too old to have like the child guard up, but my parents put it up. So maybe I was like five or six. And so there's three girls or three of us were born at that time. My baby brother wasn't born yet. And so we wake up, we're not allowed to go downstairs and open our presents right away. First, they're like, you have to eat breakfast. So they, the child guard is up. They're like not trying to have any of us like creep down the stairs, at least without them like hearing it be crashed, you know, hearing us knock it over like a ninja and go down. And so they blindfolded us and took my, my mom and dad, took us down to the kitchen. We had my dad's awesome pancakes. My dad being from Nigeria, like pancakes were not something he grew up eating or making. So he would just put a ton of eggs in them and he would put so much oil in the pan that you were almost getting like these deep fried cakes that were incredible. And so we had pancakes and then 
they brought us blindfolded into the living room to the Christmas tree and there was a Barbie dream house. Stop the press. Listen to what I'm telling you. The level of excitement that we had cannot be conveyed. A Barbie dream house. Oh my gosh. This is the perfect, just one of those perfect moments of like utter bliss for children and complete depravity for my parents. Like I think they had, they were working on it to put it together. It was like my mom, my dad, my grandparents, my mom's parents lived across the street from us. I think they helped out my, my mom's sister's husband, my uncle Russell was helping out. Like it was a really miserable thing for them to put together. But, um, for us, it was just like everything we ever wanted. So that was awesome. Another momentous occasion was when I got my PJ Sparkles. Does anyone remember PJ Sparkles? I mean, the point of this doll was that she uh, sparkled. So I had a black one, which was really hard to find. This was my generation's, not generation's, but whatever, my age range's Tickle Me Elmo. Uh, so they, they, I think it was my my uncle who waited in line. What The thing that was great about my parents is that they divided up like these duties, these horrible, like waiting in line for toys and just things that no one should really do, but you, you do to indulge your kids. I think they like shared it, uncles, grandpa, everyone, aunts, uncles. So I think it was my uncle Russell that waited in line. I heard, I know it was my dad that waited in line for hours for Tickle Me Elmo for my brother, but for my PJ Sparkles, I think it was my uncle. I, I might have to fact check that, but um, PJ Sparkles was just like, she had like a lucite uh, ribbon on her head, like a headband with a ribbon and then like pink Mary Janes, pink headband, pink Mary Janes. And you like press her somewhere. I don't know, her tummy or something, her cervix. I don't know. And she started to sparkle. Like just like the a light would come on. That's it. That's really it. And so they named her PJ Sparkles and they made millions of dollars. Finally, my Christmas tradition used to be, so um, I, I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and it was funny because it was kind of Nigerian compound style because my mom, who is American, African-American, her parents lived directly across the street from us. Now, like if we were in Nigeria, that's kind of the way it would be. Like you live with your extended family, very close together, maybe in like on your property, like there's your house, your main house and other people's houses called the compound. So... Um, first we'd open presents at our house. We'd like open the presents under our tree and then Mrs. Webb would come over. Mrs. Webb is, so my parents hired a babysitter so that they could go back to work when my older sister was born. So Mrs. Webb watched us like, I've known her my whole life. And so she's family. So she would come over on Christmas day and with her daughter and we open presents. And then we all, we go across the street to my grandparents' house um, my, well, my grandparents also were with us at our house. And then we all go across the street and literally just walk across the street. And that's where we had uh, my grandmother put together like a little performance every year. She gave us each section that we were assigned to read um, from the Bible, Bible passages uh, for the nativity story. So my grandma actually started the drama department in Buffalo, New York. She's written textbooks. She she was a pretty big deal. Um, really beautiful, wonderful, impressive woman. And so it's cool to think about because these things that she did with, with us back then, they were some of my first opportunities to really embrace being a complete 
crazy actor attention whore person that I grew up to be. So we get to like, I would just love reading my passage in these momentous voices. And I love the parts of the Bible that had the biggest words so I could show that I could say more syllables out loud because I was crazy. I was a crazy kid. So it was really fun. And then we ate dinner, um, which my grandpa would make. Uh, my grandpa was an amazing cook. And that's it. Christmas was the bomb when I was little. I think as an adult, I like I said, I like Thanksgiving more. So we're going to we're going on this trip. It's a big trip. It's long. So we didn't get gifts. We said um, this year the gifts would be each other's presents. And it was it's it's like it's pretty cool. But it also I keep forgetting that like Christmas is about to happen while I'm away. We've never I know some families go places on Christmas it was always just that for us. It was always in, you know, at home, you know, not traveling or anything like that. I was like, Christmas is supposed to be at home. So this is, this will be a new experience. Um, all right. I would just want to give you a little bit of current events and then I'll say ta-ta for now. Okay, guys, I know that you didn't sign up for a podcast about Jacques, but he won't stop. He has just covered Usher's climax. You know, I don't know the words, but da, 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 we reach the climax. We're together when we're apart. It's got all this pretty falsetto. Usher is the unsung hero of R&B. He's kind of like... He's so good that you don't notice he's good. He's a steady force. You expect his voice to be there. You expect it to be on point. He could sing like in a like in a tank of water, like Houdini, like chained upside down. Like he's really that good. And we kind of just take it for granted because it's just a constant. And so to have Jacques doing this weird auto-tune, sounds like I just snapped it together on GarageBand right now which is how I record the podcast. Um, What are you thinking? It's like, I know what you're thinking and I see you, but I want to fight you. I want to fight you. You know, someone online attributed this to Donald Trump effect, like people doing things they're in no way qualified to do. All I can say is, Jacques, if I see you in the street, we are going to fight. It's fisticuffs. You have got to stop. You've got to stop. That's it. I, I'm sure by the time I get back, he'll have covered like Pavarotti or something else that he's unqualified for. So, you know, I didn't want to do too many current events since I'm recording this uh, today on the 21st and then it's kind of a release for you next Thursday. But I just had to put that in because I just pulled up the internet and that's what happened. And apparently Cardi B and Offset are on vacation in Puerto Rico. Who's surprised? I'm not really. I, I just, ugh. I mean, it's not weird to get back with your husband, right? Like, Ultimately, like it would be cool if marriages didn't break up. But now I'm just questioning how much of it was a publicity stunt to begin with, because it, apparently it was her publicist that brought him on stage to apologize. And then people were dragging her publicist, and she said, Don't come for my publicist or my friend, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to, you know, cut you, whatever. Like, da, 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 da. like, oh man, the whole just addressing strangers you don't know on the internet and the fact that we can say shitty things about you and then you feel qualified you know I mean you feel obligated to respond it's such an interesting dynamic and a weird one
Okay, that's it. I hope I gave you just a little bit of ear white noise for the week of Xmas. I want to wish a happy Kwanzaa to those of us. Kujijakalia, self-determination. I don't know which day. That's my favorite day because of the word. Um, happy Hanukkah. Happy any holiday that I might have forgotten that happens around this time of year. But yeah, um, just have a peaceful week. Enjoy the new year with your family, friends. And let's make some resolutions that we're actually going to keep that don't involve any flat tummy tea. And I'll talk to you shortly after the new year. Ta-ta.